Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Dwight Gleason, Alan Stiles, moments away from uh, Coach Kerr. We're tra- and we, we have him. Thank you, Mark Randy. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable Internet, only from... Xfinity. Coach, as always, thank you so much for your time. It's Whitey and Alan Stiles today. All things considered, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing fine. Uh, we're hearing from a lot of, you know, Warrior fans who are frustrated, of course, as I'm sure you and your staff have been. I have to ask, start, Coach, with the, the play in which Draymond turned his back on the ball, speaking of frustration, gave up on the play, failed to get back, although OKC failed to score. It seemed in a way like we were witnessing the opening of a I mean, to see Draymond doing that, it was like a crack in the foundation of the team. Is that, Coach, in your estimation, is that an overreaction? Well, it was uh, it, it was one of uh, several plays in the first half where I felt we were disconnected. And, um, and I think there's no question um, that it, it can't happen. You know, you, you have to uh, stay connected throughout every game. There's always going to be moments of frustration. Uh, there were a lot of moments of uh, frustration in that game last night, and and Draymond knows he was wrong. We we talked about it at halftime. Uh, he knew he was wrong. He he uh, let his frustration get the best of him, and he came back out and competed and played well and played hard in the second half. And you know there, these these things happen in the course of an 82 game season, and as long as they don't linger, you you keep pushing forward. You know, Coach, it feels like we've had this conversation before. Basically, anytime Steph goes out and he comes back and how it affects Jordan Poole. I'm just curious, is there a conversation that you've had or are there conversations that you continue to have with Jordan Poole when Steph is out with injury and then comes back? If it's anything like, hey, you know, we know you need to be more aggressive here or, hey, we know you're going back to the bench, but you still need to do X, Y, and Z. Are those conversations that you're still working through with Jordan Poole being a young player? Well, that's part of part of coaching is having individual conversations with your players all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm touching base with, with all of our guys, and, and Jordan is definitely one of them as a young player who's <clears throat> really talented and who's had a lot of success um, but also has a lot of growth ahead of him, which is one of the things that's exciting about uh, JP and, and, and you know where he may be a few years from now. So um, all of this for him, just like all young players, is uh, part of the experience you know of being being in the NBA. Um, there's there's ups and there's downs and there's adversity, and we've had a ton of adversity this year. Uh, Jordan has uh, personally had plenty of it. And it's all about how you respond. But, 
you know, the, the thing that makes a season like this difficult is when you've got guys in and out and you've got stops and starts. Is it's you know it's tough for uh, for player individual players to find a comfort zone, you know, find certain uh, lineup combinations, certain roles, certain substitution patterns, uh, because everything's kind of all over the place, and and so it's tough on Jordan, it's tough on everybody, but you know it's his job and it's everybody's job to to just keep playing because it's it's still the same job, you know, it's it, you're still going out there and playing, and you got to make make uh, good plays continuously at both ends. Steve Kerr with us on 95.7 The Game. This may not be fair, Coach, but um, I know after you went on the winning streak, uh, Ron Adams was on TV and he was asked, what's going on with the defense? He said, the guys are just playing with more juice. Now, Jordan Poole, to me, in the last couple games coming off the bench, he doesn't seem, it's hard to say sitting at home, but doesn't seem to be playing with, with much juice. Is, it, is he having a hard time finding his way into the game as the sixth man? Is that an issue at all, or am I just way off on that? No, I think I think um, you know uh, uh, what I just said is 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 definitely um, you know a factor uh, for Jordan. It's it's been tough for him to be in and out of the lineup to to have his rotation changed. Uh, but the same goes for Kaminga. The same goes for Looney, and the same goes for Dante. And you know you can go down the list. But what I've experienced in my NBA career, both as a player and as a coach, is you know when you when things go well and you have a good season um, and you have consistency of health and and good play it's really easy for everybody to fall into a role and when things are topsy-turvy and and you go through adversity roles change and it's it's really hard to to find your role and to fill your role uh when when a season is is really um bumpy and and that's what i see this year uh just a, you know a lot of a lot of stops and starts, as I said, and, and changing lineups, and it, it just makes it difficult on, on a lot of guys. But that's that's the way it is, and you got to play through it. Coach, you have one, one more game for this three-game road trip before you come back home, and I'm just curious, obviously, besides guys being in and out of the lineup, the roster doesn't necessarily change when you're home and on the road. Could any of this at this point be mental in terms of when you're on the road, just it's starting to now avalanche into something oh we don't play well on the road and then you play into that maybe mentally or is it just a, a physical thing what could it be well obviously you know we've been looking at this since the very beginning of the season we started out 0-5 uh, on on our east coast road trip and that kind of put us behind the eight ball and we've been swimming upstream you know, ever since I'm mixing my metaphors here, but uh, you know, we're, we're we've just uh, we, we, the, the slow start contributed to, uh, to to the to the road woes for sure. And um, the interesting thing is when you look at the numbers, teams are just shooting the lights out against us from three on the road. And then when we get back to Chase, uh, you know, they don't shoot the three nearly as well. It's a dramatic difference. Um, last night felt like one of those games where man they were hitting everything you know uh, i think at the end of the first quarter you you, you know you get the young guy uh jang who uh, hits a sidestep three from 26 feet at the buzzer you know he's a, he was shooting 25 percent from three uh going in to the game so you, you just don't expect that um on the road uh and yet um it's happening and and so 
we have to look at it and say, all right, is, is, is that a fluke? I don't think it's a fluke. I think in general, um, teams are getting better shots against us uh, on the road than, than, than we'll, you know, they're getting at home. So um, that's, that's just about um, really fortifying your defense at the point of attack, you know, not having to make as many rotations, keeping the ball in front of you. You know, just making sure your opponent is getting lesser quality shots uh, than what they're getting. Yeah, coaches. As fans, we talk a lot about rim protection and rim protection. Uh, the best rim protectors, to me, have always been the guys that are able to keep the ball out of the paint in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last night, you didn't have enough of those. So, do some of the three point numbers other teams are enjoying? Does it actually start at the point of attack, and that's where the defense is just not what you need it to be? Actually, on the ball at times. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. Um, but you know, you, you you have to go into each game with a game plan uh, based on who you're playing. And uh, you know, OKC is not a great three-point shooting team. They're they're decent, but not great. Uh, our key going into the game was keeping them off the foul line and and keeping keeping them you know away from the paint. We just didn't want to give up transition layups and you know half-court layups and, and fouls. And um, the game, you know, despite the slow start for us, uh, you know, we had a four-point lead in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So it really was the fouls in the third that that uh, that got us. You know, I think they shot 14 or 16 free throws in the third quarter alone, and that just changed everything. So we got a little bit away from our game plan. Um, with that said, watching the tape, I thought OKC played incredibly well. I thought they hit tough shots, and I thought we played well enough to win. And just like I did uh, in LA, uh, I thought we we played well enough to beat the Lakers, but we didn't do it. So. Um, I try to look at it big picture wise. You know, we won five in a row at home. We've 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 played uh, we've played well enough to win the last two nights, but we didn't. So we've got to maintain our our confidence and get back on the horse tomorrow. Coach, there have been a lot of questions about the amount of threes that the team is taking and the types of threes that the team is taking. How important is shot selection when it comes to getting back and setting up your defense? All missed shots aren't created equally so you know a bad three-point attempt it can lead to offense or easy offense for your opponent for sure i mean you guys hear me talk about connecting the game all the time you know connecting the game meaning you, you get a good shot on offense you're going to be in good position defensively and you know if you get a stop on defense you're going to have a better chance to score in transition before the defense can get set up so uh, the game's got to connect, and uh, and that really starts with good possessions offensively, good shot selection. And there's no question we've we've had games where we've taken uh, some wild threes, some difficult threes. I, I never look at the total. Uh, I, I don't really care what the total number of threes is per game. I, I look at the quality. If we're getting good looks for our good shooters, then uh, the more the merrier, but um, there are times when when bad ones are leaving, leading to uh, to bad defense. Coach Kerr, as a player or as a coach, have you ever seen anything like what we have in the Western Conference this year with the standings so packed for almost from top to bottom, where every every day somebody loses game, someone else wins, and everything's topsy turvy? Uh, have you ever seen anything like how compacted these standings are in the conference this year? Never, never. And um, I think the play-in tournament um, has probably added to it. You know, um, you got more teams now that are going for it at the trade deadline. Um, 
more teams that feel like they're uh, alive and and um, but still even with that um, you're talking about a, just a, a three three game difference in the loss column from you know four to thirteen whatever it is it's uh, it's crazy it, it can turn everything can just flip in in forty eight hours depending on the results of a few games so it's uh, remarkable coach we're going to change the vibe here and talk about something positive how good. Has Dante DiVincenzo been for this team? And did you expect this? We know he did some things in Milwaukee and he struggled with injury and, and some other things in Sacramento. How good has he been for the Warriors? Dante's been great. Uh, what an addition and uh, really a good fit with our team because he's a ball mover. Um, you know, he's really aggressive um, at both ends of the floor excellent defender and and he just plays with energy he's a, he's a competitor and a winner and uh he, he fits with any lineup that we we play you know he can handle the ball he can play off the ball um and as i said he, he moves it along it's one of the reasons um you know he's been starting with steph and clay uh because he he'll get the ball moving side to side which is the best way to to take advantage of of our of those two shooters so Dante's been fantastic, and I'm thrilled for him because uh, he'll be a free agent this summer, and he's put himself in a in a great position going forward. You know, the great Gary St. Jean always says when he comes on the station, if you want to know what the Warrior offense is about, he says two things, player movement, ball movement. And certainly <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo has been all about that. That said, Coach, I've been a little surprised at the last two games, even with, with Steph back. Still, you've had the slow starts offensively. I thought that, well, when Steph's back, those will take care of uh, of themselves there. Were you a little surprised in the last two games that, again, the slow starts have plagued your team? Yeah, I was, you know, and it's one of the reasons we uh, we changed the lineup, um, you know, in the last couple of games. But um, it, it, it's it's tough to, to figure, especially given that we've got Steph and Clay in the backcourt, you know, two incredible shot makers and and uh the success that we've had with uh with this group um it is surprising that we're getting off to these slow starts so it's something we're looking at and trying to figure out um if there's an answer to it and um we'll uh, we'll keep keep looking we appreciate it and by the way I, I know he's only played limited minutes here but what have you thought of andre Iguodala's return so far well andre it's uh he, he you know he just uh he, he understands the game at a level uh, that is so crucial for success. I mean, what he does at both ends, even though he's not really scoring, he's just um, he's, he's connecting our shooters. He's getting the ball to the right people, and then defensively, he's a genius. I mean, he just he knows exactly what's happening. Uh, he's so long and athletic. Even you know at, at this age, he's he's still uh, incredibly athletic and and. Uh, you know, he gets in front of somebody. That that, that guy is generally not going to get around him, nor is he going to get a good shot over the top of him. So, Andre's uh, he's still a hell of a player. Coach, you face the Grizzlies tomorrow, and obviously there's been a lot going on with John ja Moran. And even last year, there were talks about the team not necessarily being better without John ja Moran, but they played really well when he wasn't on the floor. They've struggled a little bit with him being gone. They have lost three straight. But how do you keep the team focused and, and focused on the task at hand because this team can still be scary without John ja Moran? Yeah, I think Tyus Jones is one of the best players backup points in the league. I mean, he, he's a, a fantastic player. Um, 
you know he's he's given us trouble in the past, and and they obviously have got plenty of talent. Uh, when you look at their roster with with Bain and and Brooks and Jackson and all these guys, so still a very formidable team, well coached, uh, a two way team. You know, really good defensively, and and they can get out and score. So we know uh, it's going to be a tough game tomorrow, regardless of who's out there. Looking forward to it. Uh, best of luck to you the rest of the way, Coach. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Okay, you too. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr with us here on this Warrior Wednesday, 95-7, the game. I tell you what, Alan, you mentioned the Grizzlies. They don't, I don't know if they ever scared me, but I don't, I don't have the same level of respect even for them that I, that I had even last year. Well, and then it came down earlier today, I believe, that John Morant is now going to miss four more games. So it's kind of spiraling for the Grizzlies so far. I was actually one of the people Whitey, as everybody said you know, the Grizzlies are done the Warriors, they own them they they can get into their heads, we're not worried about the Grizzlies. I was somebody that thought alright, I think this is starting to border on a little disrespectful to the Grizzlies but as this thing continues to happen and they continue to lose games, and I know they're going to say the same thing, hey there's a lot of time left, we're just trying to get used to no job, this whole thing has been kind of rough on us, but it's not looking great for them. Mm-hmm. It's not. But again, if the Warriors can't take care of this, what's everybody going to say? Well, the, the Grizzlies are pretty good without Ja if the Warriors lose this game, too. Did you see them at all last night against the Lakers? A little I mean, bit. Yeah, a little people bit. in Sacramento going crazy because Memphis lost to the Kings are like second yeah. in the West. Yeah. Like, Whoa, light the beam. Light the beam. Yeah. But the Grizzlies, you get them in the half court as the Lakers did late in the game. And when they're out in transition, they're as good as anybody. You get them in the half court, especially without Ja. And Dylan Brooks is just clank, clank, clank. Mm -hmm. And they have a hard time getting shots. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors have kind of a the same type of defense they had for Russell Westbrook. They may have that for Dylan Brooks tomorrow. Like, go ahead. Yeah, everything you say about Trent, go ahead. Whatever you want. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Because he can't shoot. No, he's extremely streaky. And most of the time, the streak is not happening. But I would keep an eye on Jaron Jackson because this is what happens, Whitey. And, you know, I I, I told Grandy I'm not playing prize picks anymore. I'm trying to stop. All right? mm-hmm. I'm trying to get clean. I'm trying to stop my prize picks. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this much. If there's somebody to always hammer when you're playing prize picks or any of these kind of uh, niche apps always hammer the forward that's above 6869 that's athletic that the warriors cannot handle and Jaron yeah. Jackson it could be Jaron Jackson we saw Nas Reed there's always somebody take the over Jaron Jackson's probably going to ball out he's a really good player he just gets in too much foul trouble but anyway that should be fun because yeah. of all the is it a rivalry in your estimation it is it is come on it's more of a rivalry people are trying to say that Suns Mavs is a rivalry now I mean, it, because of last year and now Luca and Booker getting into it, and oh, okay. Luca said everybody tough when they're up, and then Luca won. I look, we need more rivalries in the NBA. I think that's a problem with the East Coast. There's no Eastern Conference doesn't really have any rivalries. You can put the Mavs and Suns in the rivalry bucket, but number one, come on now. Yeah, I know the Warriors, Warriors and their Grizzlies. fans like to say they haven't they haven't beaten the Warriors, so it's not a rivalry. But just. The fact that they have your attention makes it a rivalry. And yeah, you've been pounding them and probably will continue to do so. But, mm-hmm. you know, that game tomorrow, it's again for the worst. Like, you got to win some of these games eventually. You do. You, you do. To and, win and, some freaking games. And if you and that's my thing. If you can't beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are going to be a good team, by the way. They get Chet Holmgren back next year. They're going to have another top pick because they're not winning most of the games unless they play the Warriors. I like but Josh Giddy too. I don't know about I like, I like Josh Giddy, yeah. but if you can't win these games against 
the Oklahoma City Thunder, I don't care if the Grizzlies don't have jaw or not. All of a sudden, we're going to be sitting here, and I hope, and I hope we don't, Whitey, but all of a sudden, we're going to be sitting here, and man, those Grizzlies, they sure got hot last night. Oh, no. What are no. the chances? They just Dylan couldn't Brooks miss. Dylan Brooks is not getting hot. They just couldn't like, miss. Dylan Brooks is not going like, it was 12 for 17. Uh, he, he, he you never know. Threes. It is not going to happen. You have my personal guarantee on that. All right. 888-957-9570. Kevin joins us from Pleasanton, 95.7 The Game. What's up, Kev? You're on with Alan Styles, Whitey Gleason. How you doing? Hey, guys. Good job on the interview. It was funny, man. So, so I'm not a fan. I'm a coach. My son's a coach, D1 coach. My mom was a coach. So I'm just going to make a comment as a coach. Um, your, your questions were great. It seemed like you wanted to ask him so much more. So I commend you on, on a great interview. Um, but I got to tell you, man, some of Steve's answers are so enabling, man, to Draymond, it's a joke. And if my child or any one of my athletes was on a team where a coach enabled, enabled a guy, another player, to get away with the crap that Draymond gets, I would pull my kid off the team. Because you're ruining, you're ruining the, 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 the quorum of the other team mates to, to, to believe in the coach because everyone's going to—he's always going to side with Draymond, and it's just frustrating, man. As a as a as a coach, and then also putting on my fan hat to listen to what Steve Kerr keeps saying. But Steve's the smartest guy in the room. We all know that, and he's got pedigree because the guy's a winner. However, let's get—I just want everybody to know this: Steve has not brought any talent onto the team or developed any talent since he came on to the team. It's been the same three guys, and he's rode that horse all the way, and it's been wonderful. Except the guys are tired now. And he hasn't developed any of the young guys to play within his system. So that's all That's all I have to say, guys. It's going to be a long season. If we get in the playoffs, then we'll do something. But it's going to be a long season next year as well if we keep wow. playing this way. All right, Kev, thank you for the kind words. I, and Steve Kerr, you have to give him some credit for Kevon Looney, right? Yeah, uh, and, and and let's not forget they were winning. They're winning championships, so you're yeah, not getting right. lottery picks. And and the Kaming- and I get they they do have them with M- Moody and Wiseman and Kaminga. I'm not trying to. I'm, nobody's trying to make excuses for Steve Kerr. I more so want to focus on the Draymond Green comments because mm-hmm. my question is this: If you're having a fight with your wife, or you're having a fight with your spouse, or your your what your parents whatever it is you like to keep it in house right and I'm sure okay. Kevin as a coach understands that. you, you yeah. like to keep it in house so Steve Kerr is not going to come on this show and say oh yeah I let Draymond have it now whether he let Draymond have it or not I have no clue but if he did or if he didn't he's not going to come on this show and say yeah Draymond's You're in right. the doghouse You're he's 100% not going right. to do that right yeah so. He's not being a good coach if he does that. Exactly. So the question is, how really did he handle it? And we We don't don't know. We have to take him at his word. We don't know. We don't know. And the other question would be, well, what should he do? What should he do? You want Draymond benched for four or five games? That's, That's the... That's the tough part about having these vets that are future Hall of Famers. They know when they mess up. So Steve Kerr... Doesn't he knows he doesn't really have to remind them? So does Steve Kerr have to say, "Hey, well, this is what you have to do in this situation." Oh, thanks, Coach. I didn't know that I shouldn't do that. Draymond already knows, and yeah. I'm not saying there's there's not a better way to handle it. We don't know how it was exactly. handled. We just know that this is what he said to us, and that's what he's supposed to say. Because if he didn't come on and say that, then there's going to be a different group of people saying, "Well, how could Steve throw his player under the bus like that?" Uh huh. 
Yeah, he would never do that. The the question, that the real issue is how did he deal with it? We don't know, but it, it we just have to draw our uh, conclusion on that from the way the team responds. And it looks like the team understands all of that and, and to a degree uh, accepts Draymond for what he is and his uh, foibles, right? Because he, mm -hmm. So I don't think it's an issue, but you're right. I, I think I heard someone, maybe Guru was saying that, that Steve Kerr is never going to pass it. That was, you know, he did say there's just no excuse for that. But as far as publicly, you know, coming out and burying Draymond for what he did, that, that's never going to happen. Now, Nor should it. I will say, going back to the Jordan Poole thing, the way we figure out if it doesn't even it doesn't even necessarily mean that Jordan Poole or that Draymond Green, that Steve Kerr, you know, ripped him or whatever the case is. But if we see Draymond do that tomorrow night or we see him do that in the next couple of games, something similar, then we can ask the question, OK, Steve, Draymond is doing this again. What was said or. You see Jordan Poole continuing to do some of the things that he does. All right, Steve, we're seeing this thing happen. What is happening behind closed doors? Because clearly it's not improving. So mm -hmm. we don't know. But that's also something where we're having a conversation. This has been the subject of probably every show today because Draymond doesn't do that a lot. He might yell at refs. He might yell at his own teammates. He quit on his team. He doesn't do that a lot. Yeah. And that's why we're going to talk about it. But I don't think, I think because of that, Steve Kerr is not going to sit there and come in here, young man. And, you know, we, we need to talk for an hour on how you did something that you rarely do. <laughs> and it's just one of my pet peeves, this notion that Steve Kerr doesn't develop players. You could argue that they didn't do as good a job as they should have on this player or that player. But someone on the text line mentions, you know, GP2, look what he did when he was a warrior. And we mentioned Looney and Poole to a degree. Yeah, look how Jordan Poole Wiggins turned his career around. So just it, just that whole notion, yeah, Kerr doesn't develop young players. It's just not true. I mean, and how about the guys that you mentioned, Alan, that they drafted when they were, didn't have very good draft picks. How many of those guys have gone on to shine in other places? Not many. I can't think of any. Not many. Shout and out I'm not going to name them because we don't need to. Yeah, you know, I wasn't but, going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to put a cap on your Eric Pascal mentions. You know, I'm be honest with you. Patrick McCaw is not all league. Okay, three-time champ Patrick McCaw. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, the only yeah. reason I come at Eric Pascal and I and I and if I have ever ever met him, I'll tell him to his face. The only reason <laughs> is because he went to Villanova. I went to Temple, and I and I that, that's wow. that's really deep down what it is. Wow, that's what it is. He was, I think, with the words, I think he was. Second team all rookie in that horrible, horrible year when they're fifteen and fifty. I, I he was second team all rookie. He had what, and I don't play two K, but anybody that does, when you hold what is it, the B button too long, he would release that shot. It was right almost when it was on the way down. I mean, he really got to the apex of that jump. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Susie in Minneapolis, ninety five seven. The game. How are you, Susie? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. My name is Sozi, so I'm from Sozi. Uh, I apologize, Sozi. Yeah, my mistake. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to the coach, and uh, my question is: uh, people have been talking about Jordan Bull, and, and, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I like him and I respect him, and he's young and talented. But uh, I think this is the first time Warriors has a player who's talented as Bull because they never had a young talent who can run the offense uh, because people mention like the the coach he improved players like Looney or uh, uh, Gary Beijing a second because those players they only play good with the system but Bull he runs the all offensive in the second unit and uh, now it's time where I felt like 
they can't tell him what to do because we play ball movement, player movement, and it's hard for him because he keeps the ball way too long and he takes the shot whatever he wants. And now he's like, it's not like the rookies. They can't tell him, hey, play this way. And that's where Draymond Green and Ball is, I think. Gotcha, Sozi. Thank you for the call. We'll address that coming up. It's Whitey Gleason, Alan Stiles. Also coming up, what is the path back to contention? Is there one? Uh, we'll see if we can figure out how the Warriors find their way back there. Coming up, we are sponsored by Bob's Discount Furniture. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and the restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. a question for you. It's Whitey Gleason, Alan Stiles today on 95.7 The Game. Do you want to win two tickets to see the Warriors versus the Spurs March 31st? Do you? I, I like do. the Warriors yeah. in that one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, all you have to do is download the Odyssey app or listen at 957thegame.com. The longer you listen, the more chances you have to win. You get one entry for every hour you listen. Every hour you listen is another chance to win. Up to eight entries per day. So download that Odyssey app now. Uh, tickets courtesy of the Warriors. And as always, go to warriors.com for your tickets now. How long do you think Pop's going to continue to coach? I don't know, but d does nobody care? I know he doesn't care, but when we have this legacy conversation, it, what a weird ending for his career, right? Depends if they hit the uh, lottery jackpot or not. Will he even still be around? Will he be around for that? Well, that would be my guess is that that's one of the things he's waiting for. If they get Wimbanyama, or all of a sudden, hey, we're relevant again. Look at that. And if they don't, then maybe next year is when he goes, eh, 
See you later. That was fun. What if they get Scoot Henderson? To me, it's, he has a chance to be a really good player, but I mean, that's there's quite a drop off there. You okay. Know? You had Wembanyama. You're relevant again. You got Scoot. Eh, that's a really good piece that would help you. So you're saying you're saying nothing if, against Scoot. If but Pop he, Pop gets Scoot, <laughs> just like you said, wow, that if he that gets guy's Scoot, gonna be that guy's he gonna may, be a really he good, may Scoot. He may Scoot. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's gonna be a really good player. Yes, yes. I wish you all the best of yeah. luck. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Maybe Scoot he, off into the is sunset. It possible that he actually enjoys what he does. Okay. Yeah. All right. How do you think? Uh, how much do you think Steve Kerr's enjoying what he does these days? He sounded. A little more, I won't say down, reserved today than he typically does. Yeah, well, I think it was just hearing him say he he thought the Warriors played the last two games well enough to win. That probably makes him feel better than us screaming at, on, screaming at our televisions from our couches saying, come on, what are you doing? So if that's how he feels... That's great, but I I know that he knows you can feel good mm-hmm. about this stuff, but they got to translate to W's, and they got to translate to W's pretty soon. I'm I'm fairly sure, Whitey, I saw nine road games left and seven home games. Yes. So yes. you're going to have to start winning some on the road. Right. So right now, you're sixth. You technically have this. Well, you're tied with Dallas, but they're fifth. You're sixth with the tiebreakers. So you're just a half game ahead of Minnesota for seventh, and I know everyone talks about the standings, but... I have to look at them every so often because there's just every day it's something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it, you know, the Warriors prospects just a few days ago. Wow, fifth and looking good and now trending the wrong way and just on the precipice of that play in again. Nobody wants any part of that. No. And it went from can we catch the Suns to can we just please stay out of the plan? And I think I know, Whitey, I know. It's I, I'm not going to get duped again. If the Warriors, unless they go undefeated, I'm not getting duped again. Just in terms of just stay out. of All I care about is staying out of the plan. I don't want to think about anything else. I'm not thinking about a four seed, anything like that. I'm just hoping that they can stay out of the plan. That's my only goal as of right now. Do you in some ways look at the Thunder, a team that's never won a championship unless you include their Seattle history, is there some envy there? Because it's all ahead of them. And this warrior thing... Envy? is. I'm asking. No. I didn't say there was. No. I'm asking. No. Because they got, as you said, Holmgren's coming back at some point. And you got Shea. And you got all these draft picks. And, you know, they've won three in a row. They're, they've won 31 games. The Warriors have 34. Whitey, what are we doing? Come on. I just on asked now. you. I only asked you a question. Absolutely not. The Warriors, they're trying to finish a back to back championship run here. They won it just last year. St- uh, Steph Curry, yeah, he's been banged up and he's older, but he's only 30 uh, only. He's 34 years old. You got Andrew Wiggins whenever he comes back. Steph I, has a birthday coming up, you know. Okay, well, he's going to be 35. I know you want to get Andrew Wiggins uh, not Andrew Wiggins. You want to get Jordan Poole out on Jet Suite X, get him <laughs> out of the country. I know you do. I you, know you do. You agreed with me that if you could get something that you thought would improve the team, you'd be willing to move him. If that's what I said, that's what you said. If you, so how am I the bad guy? Because I don't scenario. necessarily want to move him. And you came in into the show, and that was that was what you want. Alan, we got to talk about getting this guy on a plane. I'll pack his bags. I'll pack them. <laughs> 888-957-9570. That's not entirely true. Uh, Xfinity Mobile text line. Dave's in Piedmonty joins us on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Dave, what's your idea? How do the Warriors get back on track here? 
Hey, guys, appreciate it. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Draymond being on his way out. And, you know, he is older, but he's having a good year, and his chemistry with Curry is irreplaceable. So I, I look at it as, the, the, you know, maybe an opportunity to sell high on Wiggins. I, independent of his last uh, absence, you know, he's had some, some injuries. He's had some kind of kooky stuff with the vaccine where he wouldn't risk playing. Use some of that yeah. money. Keep uh -huh. the chemistry with Draymond. I also think that when you look at the roster, the young guys coming up, like Kaminga, they could possibly fill some of that Wiggins role. I don't think there's anybody that's going to fill that Draymond role with the chemistry with Curry. So that's an idea, at least. Okay, thanks. Appreciate the idea. Draymond, of course, has the option. I mean, if he opts in, you mm -hmm. could still trade him, I guess, if he's amenable to that. But I don't, you know, trading Wiggins when his value is high, that ship has sailed. Because right now, with everything going on, and hopefully he's fine, his value just wouldn't be very high right now. Because aside from all the personal issues, he's been hurt a lot this year. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. Shout out Randy Jackson. It's a no for me. <laughs> and I, I get the idea of it. But to be completely honest with you, Wiggins, he did take a pay cut. So that is something where he's not making maybe as much as a lot of people that are that could be as important to a team like him are making. But I think it's a good point. What you say, Whitey, how this was a tough year for him. I don't think that but I don't think this is a year. I don't think this is a year that somebody would say, well, because of this, I don't want Andrew Wiggins. But I do think because of this, somebody could say, w one, was this a fluke, or was last year a fluke from Andrew Wiggins? Or two, is Andrew Wiggins another version of Kevon Looney where he looks really good with the Warriors because it's a really good fit? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know how other teams value Andrew Wiggins. I just think he's still a really good fit on this team, assuming health. And last year he was phenomenal, as we all know, in the postseason. The dunk on Luka, I don't like Luka. That was tremendous. And just the level at which he defended. This year, maybe maybe he's one of those guys for whom it's hard to, man, I just won a championship. That was the ultimate experience of my career. Maybe he's had a hard time getting going again. And played terribly, but of course he's been hurt. So I'm with you. When I look at this team and I look at things that I would want to do, where I can upgrade, I don't see him as a red flag at all. I don't. I don't. It's just an unfortunate year, and we still don't know what's going on. I am in on this, though, Whitey, and tell me where you're at. I am in on... Oh, I will. I am in on whenever Andrew Wiggins comes back to have the conversation about Andrew Wiggins coming off the bench. Hmm. Because we have no clue if he's working out right now. We have well, no yeah, clue just what's going on, on. So not like a punitive thing, but just depending on what kind of condition he's in, game shape. Is that what you're talking about? Sure. Yeah. Oh, but well, sure. When initially, when I had that take, the Warriors were on a five-game win streak. Uh. If they keep doing this, then when Andrew Wiggins gets in, you need to get on in there mm -hmm. because you just need to play. But I was of the mindset of, okay, well, if the Warriors keep rolling and Andrew Wiggins hasn't been playing, not to mess up the chemistry, and Andrew Wiggins is a guy that you can kind of just fit in and fit out, that would be fine. But now that they're losing, you probably need to get Wiggins in there. Well, we were asking the question, how do they get back? And I know Steiny addressed that today. Uh, and don't please don't tell him I said this. I think he's 100% right. But he said, look, if the Warriors are going to contend, 
There's no guarantee they will. If these things happen, that doesn't mean they will. But if they're going to have a chance to, they're going to need for Peyton to come back and play like he did last year. And they're going to need Wiggins to come back and play well because both those guys improve you defensively on top of everything else they provide. And that still is the number one issue for this team. If they don't have that, then who knows? But they probably don't have a realistic shot at achieving anything in the playoffs should they get there. No. And the GP2 piece of it, you would love to have him. But think about it like this. Even when you get GP2 back, now you need him to ramp up. All these guys need yeah, to ramp right. up. And you're if it's right. the guy that was trying to get at me on Twitter last night talking about bringing, well, well, when it, you know, having Wiggins and having GP2, these are humans. This is not 2K. I agree with okay? you. You're not just going to drop them in and they're going to be exactly what they were before injury or before missing time. So you only got 16 games left. And there's no timeline for either of them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a pipe dream to me that these guys are going to come back and be what we need them to be in time. Maybe by the second round of the playoffs or maybe by game four or five of the playoffs. But that's still if they come in now. We me, still don't know when they're coming in. Let me pose two questions for you. You can answer whichever one you want. Of course. One, is it unfair to judge the Warriors as harshly as we are judging them right now because Wiggins hasn't played in a long time and he's really important to what they do. Two, is this what the end looks like and we just don't realize it yet? I think... Which one do you want to go? You can answer I'll, both. I'll answer both. Okay. Number one, I say no because I don't. I didn't get to catch what Guru probably knows, but I didn't get to catch the line of the Thunder versus the Warriors last night in terms of Vegas mm. because... The Warriors should win that game. I, I don't want to hear that about. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear that about Andrew Wiggins for that game. Wiggins or not, all right. I really don't want to even hear it about the Laker game. But we understand. We don't understand, but we understand in terms of this is probably what happened. Okay. With it being Draymond's birthday and they're in LA, things like that. So I don't want to hear that about Wiggins for those losses. Now to your second question about is, is this the end? Is this what the end looks like? And we just haven't really processed that yet. Probably, but it's not the end until it's over, right? Until somebody takes down the Warriors in the Western Conference and they don't even get to a final. I could even, you could even argue, is it even, here's a question back to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it over if they lose in the Western Conference finals? Would you consider that over? It would be a fine season. It could be over just depends what they do next year and beyond. So, yeah, it could be the beginning of the end of the dynasty, whatever you want to call it. But if they got to the conference finals, to me, that would be that would mean they had a really successful season overall. Yeah, I think to me, the only question of is this over is if they don't even get to the Western Conference final. If they get bounced in the first or second round and then... I think it's time to have that conversation. If they lose in the finals, I wouldn't have it. And if they lose in the Western Conference finals, I wouldn't have it either. Specifically, if they lost to a team that just got put together, you know, like a, I don't even know, a, a Pokemon combo card, right? <laughs> if, if they lose to the Phoenix Suns, that's who I'm talking about is that Pokemon card. Yeah. If they lose to the Phoenix Suns, then, I, then I'm definitely saying, okay, you just need to come back. You need to re-up. You need to figure out a way to combat those guys. Do you have any of those? Because they're pretty valuable, some of them. I do. Do I you? Do. Yeah, I got, wow. you know, I got a Charizard. I got a Blastoise. Wow. But I, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with them. I'll give you five bucks for the whole lot of them. That's never going to happen. Oh, well, you don't know what to do. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you out. I got, I got to do some Googling, but I got some good ones. Good. I got in good some condition. Good that's the main thing. They are. Okay. They are. Same binder they've been in since fourth grade. <laughs> you may actually, I don't know much about that. I know about basketball cards and things, but I know Pokemon. 
Uh, I know some people have made some jack off of that. So good luck to you. Well, there but you go. I do think it's unfair to assume that uh, the Warriors, even without Wiggins, they should be winning these games. How? Look, they got DiVincenzo starting. Well, he's starting at forward, technically, if you look at the box score. But, of course, Clay's playing forward. I mean, and they don't really have a center. They really need Wiggins. And I'm not suggesting that he is derelict in any way for not being here. I'm sure whatever's going on, yes, I hope everything works out fine. And that's more important than basketball. But they miss him. He's really good. And they're not that talented a roster where they can play this length of time without a guy like Wiggins, their most talented wing, and not, not, not miss him. Yeah, and it could be that simple. It could be that simple, not having him. I think the reason it doesn't feel that simple is because when he did come back after the injury and the illness, he didn't look great. True. So now, if he had been doing what he was doing at the beginning of this season, which is, which is crazy because everybody talks about the three-point percentage for Andrew Wiggins and how it was the highest in his career at the beginning of the season, but they weren't winning games, Whitey. They weren't winning games even when Andrew Wiggins was balling before injury. So the whole thing has been off all season long. But mm-hmm. they do really miss Andrew Wiggins. I'm just not willing to say it's that simple. The scary thing to me is, another scary thing, is that we saw this season before, and it was two years ago, and it was the year that, the play-in year. And I know Clay, they didn't have Clay, But I remember the same type of thing where they, they can't get three games. They can't win three games in a row. They don't lose three games in a row. It was like the, a lot of the same stuff, up and down and up and down. It was two years ago. Then last year, they won the championship. And then this year, again, up and down and up and down. And you have to wonder if in the future we're going to look at these Warriors and say, last year was like, wow, how did they do that? Maybe they're really closer to that team. Right now, what they are is closer to that that play-in team that lost those two play-in games. And I'm going to keep saying it. I'm just really glad the Warriors got that championship last year. amazing. I also think that, you know, if you're a Warriors fan, ask yourself how surprised you were when the Warriors did win last season. I was pretty darn surprised. And even with how well they played throughout the season, I was pretty surprised. So if you were surprised, and now they try to come back a year older Mm -hmm. with a shorter Mm offseason, with losing some of it. You got GP2 back, but he's not on the court. But And then, and then you also lose Otto Porter Jr., B elites. It's just not the same team. So if you were surprised last season and you don't know if they're as good as they were last season, this season, should you truly be surprised just based on those facts and not, well, you have a... They just won last year. We look at it in the positive side of, well, they just won last year. Why can't they do it again? Maybe it's time to look at it in the other way of, well, they just won last year, and we were kind of surprised. Yeah. So they're not. You talked about the Oklahoma City Thunder and how, well, you can't go any any further down than they are now. You said you envy them. No, I did not. You said that. I said you envy them. Yeah. (laughs) That they are on the way up. Yes. The Warriors are at the top. So they're either going to stay at the top or they're going to go down. That's just what it is. Hmm. On the text line here, text of the day nominee from the 510. My six-year-old says you've got valuable cards. He never pays attention when I listen to you guys, but he heard you talking about Pokemon. So there you go. Wow, I got something to do this weekend. Yeah. There you go. 510, if he knows where to go, (laughs) tell me where to go to trade them in. (sighs) 888-957-9570. Ray joins us from the East Bay. Wants to talk about the dubs. 95.7 The Game. How you doing, Ray? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, you know, real quick, well, I hope I'm quick. Listen, the, the the Warriors are in this incredible, you know, we've been talking about it all week and all this if and when, right? If these players come back, 
uh, we should look like this. When the playoff starts, you know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. It's, it's all if and when. And I just wanted to, all Warrior Nation, everyone, they've earned it. They gave us the best run and any basketball team can give you. They, they've earned the, 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 the chance to, it's over when it's over. Not, you know, midseason, not at the close to the end. If we go fishing in the first round and we get swept, then we can talk about rebuilding. We can talk about playing these youngsters, you know, minutes and, and losing. Steph Curry and the rest of the group have earned every if and when till the end of the till till they're out of breath and done. We can't talk about what they should have did and what they didn't do, what Kerr is not doing. They've given us so much. And as soon as we lose uh, as soon as we lose that and pretend like, oh, they're just doing all this wrong, you forget everything like you just said. Look what they did last year. Surprised everybody. So I'm going to ride with them and watch them suck until they are done, until, we, until this thing is buried. And no more what they can't do and what they haven't done. I've been a Warrior fan for 40 years. So what they've done this for the last 10 years, thank you, and I will wait till it's over before I even – consider saying anything negative about this squad. Thank you, Ray. It was nice. Wow. Yeah. And it is funny, done. too. We're talking about the Warriors. Are they dead? You know, they're 34 and 32, and there's some some cities in the NBA that most years they would kill for a year like that. But it's funny, to the point you just made about how surprising that was last year. I remember Draymond, after they won the championship, talking about, oh, there's a lot of people that said we couldn't do it. And I was thinking... Draymond, I think you were one of those people because yeah. I remember him saying, we can't win a championship this way with the young guys. Last year, I'm talking about last year. Yeah. And I think even Steve Kerr and or Bob Myers were saying, you know, did you guys think you'd win? And they're like, we didn't think no. so. So even they were really surprised that they did it last year. Obviously, they did it to their credit. Flags fly forever. But that was a stunner what they did last year. It really was. It really was. And people get upset when you say that there is luck involved in anything because, no, I worked hard for this. But to win a championship, I think that a lot of things do have to fall the right way. And last year, the Warriors did their thing. But some, some things fell the right way as well. I, I think both things can be true. That's not to take anything from the Warriors. A lot has to go well. We look at the other teams and really every pro sport. The chips have to fall in your way in order to win a championship. And then you have to take advantage of your opportunities. This year, Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns. Okay. What? That's a big deal. I must have missed that. It, it's such me. a big deal that we don't talk about Kyrie with Luca. That's how big of a deal it is. So I understand I understand what the caller is saying and everybody, everybody, East Bay Ray, everybody I think feels like that deep down, mm -hmm. but you express it differently. And when you're in the throes of it, you just want more. You want another championship. Because you know that once Steph Curry and once Draymond Green and once Klay Thompson, once they are gone, whatever version two of this is not going to look like what we've had really this past decade. So we understand that, but when we're in, when we're watching the season, where we're going through and, and enjoying the ups and downs, yeah, we're gonna have some negative things to say. But I don't think it's anybody giving up on the squad. What, what are we gonna do? Be a Clippers fan or a Kings fan? Now I will say, are there some Kings fans out there? Good time to jump on that bandwagon. No, you know, Alex. and that's what I was gonna say. Are there any? Are there any Kings fans out there? And you can call them out, Warriors fans. Any Kings fans out there that? Uh, 
maybe were Warrior fans these last couple years, and all of a sudden no, you I, see them brush off a Kings jersey. I know well, they're I out know. there. I don't know about that. Um, it's funny uh, what Ray said about you know staying with it. I'm gonna stick with it till it's, it's it's dead and buried. There's an old saying from Bill Walsh, which I think he got from like Branch Rickey, and that is that you're better off trading somebody in pro sports uh, a year too early than a year too late. Mm. But I don't think, in my experience, that doesn't apply to the NBA because in the NBA, those special special guys like a Steph, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Jordan. They're few and far between. To me, when you do have one of those guys, you hang on to them until they're totally spent because you can't replace them. Whitey, there's no question. I mean, you're talking about trading Steph Curry. No, I'm not. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that when it comes to those guys, um, and it applies to a degree to Clay and, and Draymond, although Draymond could opt out. In other sports, you know, when a team starts to approach the, uh, the, the due date or the expiration date, Time to move guys in the NBA. I think you got to hang on to those guys unless as long, as long as you can. According to according to Whitey, unless it's Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's nowhere near as good <laughs> as those guys. He's not one of those guys, Alan. Uh, nice try. Coming up, Alan has a football question. Uh, that'll be interesting. We continue to take your calls on text. Xfinity Mobile text line 888-957-9570. Got to get back to Dream on too. What he did last night and how it's inexcusable. Uh, this is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. And we are presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.